Dodge Hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past Toothcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. I am a co-host on this show. My name is Travis. I am a co-host on this show. I would say you you are the co-host, man. I am the co-host, You're the central man. co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Centrally located in, in c- Central, Central America. Centronia. Centronia. Centralania. Are you... <laughs> I think we need to get you checked, man. Yeah. <laughs> Either I'm learning a lot about you or you're having a stroke or something. <laughs> hey, guys, this is the podcast where Travis and I, we watch old cartoons, 80s, 90s, our youth, our golden years. We watch them. We take notes. We figure out what the hell went on in these things. And then we exhume the body afterwards yes. on this program right here, right in your ear holes. We put on our tune gloves and mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. we examine that body, uh, weigh its brain its organs and really just break it down and weigh its soul against the feather yeah and then send it to the afterlife (laughs) (laughs) we send it on to the hereafter Mm -hmm. uh we're both very excited i'm going to speak for travis's emotions on this one yeah go. travis feels that he's very excited to talk about today's cartoon and you know what i am too okay good Uh, i'd love to start talking about it as soon as humanly possible because this is one of the cornerstones of 80s action cartoons like we've hit a few of them so far gi joe is a big one thundercats is a big one teenage mutant ninja turtles is a big one this is one of the i don't know how many corners there are in a room uh typically but we've got like at least five cornerstones so far yeah this is a huge one did you like this show i did like this show yes (laughs) and um as far back as I can remember, I was yeah. watching this before school i mean this this was the wake up cartoon yes of my life wow you know what, what I'm saying? What that, a way to wake up. Right? I mean, the other ones we talked about, those those were the get home from school and watch them and oh, hang out. Oh, okay. But this one, this one really started my day off, so we can almost say this was one of the first cartoons Travis watched. Even just by virtue of you watched it in the morning, so you Correct. watched it before anything else. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I don't think there's any reason to stall anymore. We've stalled enough. Yes. It's time to reveal... And the Masters of the Universe! He-Man... And the masters of the universe. You gotta say it all. The whole thing. It, I I only say He Man, and I feel like I'm leaving out the most important part of it. He Man's pretty impressive. Yeah. But the masters of the entire fucking universe. You gotta involve those guys in there. All of them. I don't know if they earned that title or inherited it, but <laughs> <laughs> or whether they deserve it. I guess. Yeah. Right. Whether they're the masters we deserve or the ones yeah. we need is to be decided by history. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're talking about He Man and the M O T U, and they. <laughs> I like it. That's almost harder to say, the Masters of the Universe. And, oh, man, did I love this. I had a Castle Grayskull. I had a He-Man. I have... uh, Watching this show and, like, looking at through some... Doing some research for this, there are toys that I didn't know what they went to that I had that I now realize were He-Man toys. Oh, I didn't even know they were He-Man toys. Now, I mean, maybe I did then, but to look back... Like action figures? Yeah, just little action figures. Maybe... I think there's, like, maybe even this truck over here, this car over here that Venom is... I've got a big shrine to toys in our studio room, and Venom from Spider-Man is currently riding, like, a skull tank. I don't know. Maybe that comes from it. I really don't know. But what I do know yeah. is 
I was in the world of Eternia for a, a good chunk of my childhood. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Do you want to tell me, please, God, tell me some things about this show? I will, God. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, no. You gotta, oh, okay, sorry. You got it backwards. <laughs> sorry. All right, man. So, uh, He-Man, once again, it's another one of those great cartoons uh, produced by Filmation. Man, I mean, Filmation uh, has blessed our eyes with a lot of good cartoons, man, and will continue through our podcast. He-Man started as a toy line in 1982, then morphed into the beautiful cartoon that raised me and Will, or or Will and I, as we know it today. Excellent <laughs> save. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> it consisted of two 65-episode series. I guess it, Filmation it, really cranked them out all at once whenever yeah, they would do it. It's like, let's just, it's like the diarrhea take on making cartoons instead of like doing a 22 episode season. It's like, let's just dump all of them and then dump all of them again after they built up. A lot then, of work. I mean, if you think, yeah. like, you know, they were, they were steady busy cranking these bad boys they out. They must have man. been, man. They must have been. I mean, 130 episodes is a lot of episodes. Do you know if, if they were working on something else too while they were doing He Man? Do you know what overlapped with oh, this? Oh, no. That's a good question. I mean, I have to. I don't know. I don't know if they could actually, if they could afford. <laughs> See, Filmation is kind of infamous for like cutting corners wherever possible and for doing whatever they could to save money. Right. And uh, from the get go. Yeah. Like, like they were, I think they were, is the word in the red. If you're, if you're in the black, <laughs> if you're doing good, yeah. you're in the red, if you're doing bad. Right. Yeah. So to me, red sounds okay. Black, I don't know. Green, they should be red and green. Okay. They need to call Wall Street for me. <laughs> um, they, they it's like they were in the red the second they started like they were right. just because it seems like they were constantly trying to and especially with a show like this like this was a very popular show and a very popular franchise which they weren't in charge of the whole thing but you would think that they made enough money off of even this cartoon to like i don't know get ahead a little bit like make rent for a fucking month yeah. or something you know <laughs> Like ridiculous. There's barn from the bank, just just enough. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Just- Before we get too deep into the the origins, the embryonic He Man story, uh, I would like to share a piece that I wrote for you. Okay, I'm gonna add a little uh, stank to it, so be careful. <laughs> a little stanky leg. Yeah. He Man and the Masters of the Universe was an animated science fantasy television series that followed the adventures of the eponymous He Man, the superhuman alter ego of young Prince Adam, a member of the planet Eternia's royal family. He Man and his compatriots battled the would be conqueror Skeletor and his evil forces in defense of Castle Grayskull, the magical source of He Man's power whose secrets Skeletor would see for himself that's my impression of the guy who says he man in the masters of the universe in that <laughs> clip that we just heard he sounds like a like a game show announcer he goes he man in the masters of the universe <laughs> like it's like your what your la lakers are here like, yeah. he's announcing the sports team is arriving like so now everybody who doesn't know who he man is what it is now you're on you're in the same boat as we are. Mm-hmm. That we just packed 30 years of being He-Man fans into I don't know, what are we? We're like 3 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> so, you're now officially in the club. Yeah. You've been updated. Yeah, you, you've refreshed. You said update tonight on yeah. your computer and it did it and you came back and it was finally done. Yeah. There's a pretty funny story around the origin of this cartoon series cuz it was as you said, it was a uh, Toy line and um and it was a comic book as well and they, 
they had a meeting with buyers from Toys R Us, okay? They were trying to sell them this toy line. Was it Jeffrey himself, or was it actual? Yeah, it was a giant Jeffrey. <laughs> he His neck was sticking way out of that, <laughs> you that suit. It, it's, it's a long board table, and like only his body's there. It's just, <laughs> I can imagine it's him, and like there's an elephant in a suit, and his handler is like some kind of koala bear. That's like, yes, yeah, sir, right away. Like Jeffrey's just like, get me a water! Get me, I probably more like, get me a bourbon. At yeah. that time, they were living pretty high in Toys right. R Us land. And, and, and the secretary has to go up a ladder to give him the water. And then... <laughs> Sip it. Like, give him leaves to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mattel was meeting with Jeffrey over at the Toys R Us uh, headquarters and trying to sell them this new toy called He-Man. And it just wasn't really work. Like, they were try- apparently they were worried that kids wouldn't know the difference between the good guys and the bad guys somehow was part of the issue. I don't understand how that's possible. But they were worried about that. And they were saying, but there's many comics that are included with these action figures that tell their story, which I, I like that idea. That's cool. They did that good with G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but they were just like, they were like, kids aren't going to read. They toys. Jeffrey didn't think very much of children, apparently. Like, he probably inherited it from his father who did like kids. And he's kind of an upstart. Coke rock in his nose. He's just running this business. The mid-80s, ruling it. Think about he almost turned down He-Man. That's a lot of hubris. <laughs> and so this guy, Mark Ellis, who was a marketing director for Mattel, he just made up on the spot, knowing how popular like some of these shows get when they're based off of toys. He goes, well, we're also doing an animated feature, like an hour-long special. Totally pulled it out of his ass. And they're just like, okay, cool. Well, that sounds like a good... So then they had to fucking make the thing. Yeah. And that's how they landed on Filmation. <laughs> it's because they can make it, make it fast and cheap and everything like that. And they tried to shop <laughs> like around. Meth. They are the bathtub gen makers. Yeah. Of, of, like, they'll make it by hook or crook. They will cook you up a cartoon show of some kind. He's like, what, what do you got? How much How much money you got? I just love the, the ballsiness of like, well, fine. Well, yeah, we have something in the making. Yeah, sure. That'll work. And uh, but so they did get with Funimation, they got with Filmation and (laughs) they made the show and they started shopping it around and all three big networks shut it down. They said, no, thanks. I I got something special for you. Okay. because you and I had a conversation recently where we didn't know what the fuck syndication meant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got that at you got that shit for the ass. I got the shit for the ass. <laughs> I picked it up at the store and I brought it. I heard you called me and I said, "Honey, I'll be home soon." Yeah, I got the, I got something with my problem with my ass. You yeah, got the there's shit not enough shit ass. on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the show they decide this was Lou Shamer's uh, idea, by the way. The uh, famously sang the theme song to Brave Star. Okay. and plays various characters on here with, with his daughter. Yes, and his daughter. And um, he he was the executive producer at Filmation. He just said, well, then let's just do it in first-run syndication. Syndication is where it runs on stations, not networks. So instead of being owned by NBC, it's the station that's an affiliate of whichever network that owns it and runs it. And that means that they can show it. If you're in California, it's being shown at a different time on a different network slash station than, than it is here in Texas or whatever. So you could potentially that's why now you can see Seinfeld like 10 times a day because TBS is showing it here and UPN is showing it here or whatever, except this is first run. So that means it wasn't on NBC and then put into syndication. It was just released off into the wild, said to the highest bidder. And actually, that was kind of like a business decision that they made. So multiple networks could get it at one time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, multiple, yeah, because multiple stations would be in charge, uh, like doing it for their area. It was for their market. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that. So it's not NBC that's buying it. It's, I don't know, KFDA here in, you know, <laughs> in Dallas would be, you know, the one that's getting it. Um, and that ultimately meant that they, that's why they made a bunch of, part of why they made a bunch of episodes so that they can meet this, uh, syndication demand so that they could run it five days a week 
Apparently, they were running it five days a week. That's insane. Wow. That's way too many cartoons. That 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 is. <laughs> That's a Chinese sweatshop, Dude, man, for absolutely. a cartoon. Absolutely, it is. No wonder they were cutting coroners, man. Coroners. Coroners. <laughs> no, man, they're cu- I'm a coroner for the New York Police Department. And we're cutting right now. We're yeah. just cutting these I'm coroners. I'm cutting coroners on this body. I don't, I, we were talking a little bit earlier. We started a conversation. I don't understand how filmation went out of business when it did. Because if they're cutting this many coroners, um, literally there are four people in the cast. They never had more than three people in a cast that were like main actors. And they're cutting corners all over the place with limited animation and like reusing animation. How did they not like save up a bunch of money? What were they spending their money on? It wasn't these cartoons. Right. That's probably not the case. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. At its height, this franchise had 9 million viewers daily. That At that time in 1983, that's I think that was most of the population of Earth. <laughs> And it's had video games, it's had toys, and had a live-action movie adaption in 1987. That oh, was, with America's Sweetheart, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Yeah, also known as The Punisher, and uh, what was he in? Rocky. Yes. The Russian and Rocky. Yep. I don't remember his name. The Drago. Russian and Rocky. Drago. 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 It also had two further animated series, uh, one in 1990 and then one in 2002 that was kind of a retread of this one. The whole franchise, by its full decline in 1987... Do you want to take a guess at how much money it made? Don't you overguess me, you motherfucker. Uh, $50. <laughs> oh, that's what it feels like. $2 billion. That's... Yeah, you do the math. <laughs> I can't do it. In, since from 1982 to 1987, $2 billion is what we're looking at. That's $300 million more than I guess. <laughs> You're going to have to go back to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're not. You're not allowed to do math live okay, on air anymore. We have to pre-tape your math sections. Um, but that's how popular this shit was, and I, it makes sense because like it's full of crazy characters that all should be toys and are toys, and uh, it's a fantasy world. It's there's some science fiction to it. We're about to describe to you the very. Well, there's some confusion because it was shown as the pilot, but it's not the first episode that was produced. But we're showing, or we rather had viewed. The Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Yeah, it was an uh, important note here is the, the Cosmic Comet was the first script commissioned. Mm. Very important. Yes. Uh, but the Diamond Ray was the fourth script commissioned, but produced and intended to air as the pilot. Yes. So I don't know. And, I don't get why. Well, that's just, a, that's just like, that's a production issue. But the thing that strikes me is like, there's just no attempt to ease you into the world of Eternia. They just throw you in. Nobody's explained, really. There's like no, no background given. You just meet these crazy, this crazy world head on, and they just say, "Fuck it, you're gonna catch up because it's a he man." Yeah. There is a little opening part to it that uh, I want to play really quick. This is another one of those shows like the G.I. Joe one, where in the theme, there isn't even like much of a theme on this. It's just music, and then one of the characters talks to you about the show, and the voice, both of the announcer and then of Prince Adam slash He-Man strikes me as extremely, I don't know, nerdy and very 70s, again, game show yeah. voice. Like, <laughs> it's almost like Casey Kasem a tiny, tiny bit. Let's play it really quick and take a gander at that beauty. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull, And I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. 
And that that's the end of the cartoon. All yeah, right, that's they continue. explained it. Yeah, it's a thirty second issue. <laughs> For starters, yeah, he he has this like. Hi, I'm Prince Adam, and I'm here to tell you about how I turned into He-Man. Like, he just has a very weird... Smash cut! Yeah, like, I almost feel like, I mean, he does have a dual role as Prince Adam and He-Man, so, like, I feel like he's doing a Clark Kent thing where he's trying to nerd himself up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's just, I don't want to hear that voice coming out of my hero ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, guys, here's the deal. <laughs> like, here's the thing, we don't get any information on how he became He-Man from the episode, which is the pilot. Yeah, right. And all he says is that when and I received my powers when I happened to hold my magic sword up and say this specific phrase. Like he just basically says he was revealed secrets to a power when he did that. Yeah. Did he have? How many phrases did he experiment with before he got to? <laughs> by the castle of Grayskull, I have the power. And then eventually, we're gonna have to total up a tally or tally up a total. How many times? How many times different cartoons hold a sword up and mm. say a phrase to gather oh, a power a or that's morph into point. something? This whole thing is just blown wide open for me. Yeah, right? Yeah, we found it. <laughs> sword to the sky. It's too much, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, and he when he does it, it sounds kind of like sinister. I don't know, something about him turning into He-Man, the way he yells, I have the power, and it's overwhelming the noise that they make at that point. It's really ear grating. Like it's almost like he's he's corrupted by the power that's coursing through him. He's like, ah, ah. he's just gonna go, I don't know, fuck somebody or something afterwards. Yeah, he's like, what am I gonna do with all of this? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I need to take my shirt off yeah, and exactly. have a corset Dude, on. There could not be th this beats Thundercats easily for amount of man meat on display. Oh yeah, definitely. this is like insane levels. Every male character is a stiff breeze away from being like an indecent exposure in public. Yeah, like they are just covered by a tiny loincloth, and every other body part is, is exposed. It's very. It's challenging people to hit them with something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, try and cut me. I'm fucking, I'm the Superman of Eternia, right. essentially. <laughs> this opening is funny to me partly because, I mean, they explain the whole story. I mean, the setup for the cast isn't bad. Like, that's a good idea. They just don't really tell you why it is like this. The, uh... He, they're talking, he's like, the cat, you know, the forces of evil to attack the castle Grayskull. And then they show these kind of semi-transparent, these translucent, the faces of some of the bad guys, and they zoom in on them over the castle Grayskull. And the looks on their face, the, the drawings are terrible. Yeah. And the, like the children, like a children did the <laughs> <laughs> one children. One children, please. And then also like the looks on their faces, it's like you caught them candidly, like <laughs> like out in public. What? Huh? Who does? They look confused or Me? scared. Yeah, confused or scared as to why they're even on the show. Yeah. But this is how we are entered into the world of Eternia. Welcome to it. It's a crazy place full of all kinds <laughs> of, I don't know how many species you can have on one planet. Yeah. <laughs> and where we open is a place called Snake Mountain. Mm. Do you think a good guy lives at Snake Mountain? Yeah. Uh, just, a, just a nice Christian uh, snake wrangler. I guess it could have been like a uh, snake handler mountain. Yeah. We got one of those here in Texas, I think. <laughs> Do we? But Well, we should. But no, this is where our main bad guy, Skeletor, lives. And we pan over to this giant, like this tall tower that look, actually it's pretty cool looking. Like it's got a giant snake that doesn't seem to be alive coiled around it and but they're just playing the weirdest random assortment of sound effects in the background like not just wind and but like a xylophone it's like somebody stumbles over a xylophone at one point it just seems like they just some leftover sounds they they found just throw them in so, there yeah from the last like the last filmation show that they did come on we got to crank 65 of these out yes. get with it but we we get in there we get inside that snake mountain and we hear two gentlemen talking 
two very refined gentlemen. We hear Beast Man, who is like a red Sasquatch dude, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we also get to finally meet Skeletor. Yep, sitting there in his bone throne. Sitting there on a bone throne. This is a the most muscular skeleton you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> He's a blue, the beefiest blue-skinned skeleton man. <laughs> and by the way, his body, I don't know if you've noticed, like really anyone who's a, a man who's showing off that much meat on the show is just a body copy of He-Man colored differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah complete. <laughs> like if you put them next to each other, it's just a face swap. That's all it is. Right. <laughs> Dude, they had time restraints, bro. They had time restraints. They really did, didn't they? <laughs> Like big time. Yeah. Um, they're like, they're like, listen, we're going to cut corners where we can, so let's do it. We will write the book on cutting corners. <laughs> I think they did. Skeletor is a pretty classic villain as they go. I mean, if you have a skull face, you're a bad guy. He's the best villain ever, man. Oh, you think so? With the voice and everything. Oh, and, my God. And the his, voice is awful. And, you don't like the voice? <laughs> oh, I love so, it. He's it's so, so whiny. It's so corny. I love it. I was, I love we're going to do another it, Skeletor done right is Mumra. From uh, Thundercats. Okay. It's like if you took Skeletor and actually made him scary, then you get Mumra. Well, to me, the corniness of Skeletor is okay. awesome. And and the 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 fact that he's so hardcore mm-hmm. it, up until a point, and then he gets frazzled. He's like, oh, shit. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I can't yeah. do his voice. Oh, but no, no. It's, it's hard. To, you have to be really loud to do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. His vo- he is one of the whiniest sounding he's a, villains he's ever. A, he's a scaredy cat, but, yeah. he's, but he's hardcore behind He-Man's back, but yeah. a scaredy <laughs> yeah, cat. When, when he I gets lo- faced with it, he just runs off. Like he, he manipulates everyone else into it. Uh I'm going to play actually some clips of Skeletor because, again, like a few other like GI Joe and others before it, Skeletor likes to insult people. He just does it just like out of nowhere. He just calls people idiots and stuff like that. But we do get to see some other sides of him. I think we get to hear him be show us a few uh, emotions, well, his emotional yeah, range. Well, we get to witness some um, uh, babysit babies on this episode, right? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I, I was really worried we watched a different episode each. Like you watched He-Man Babies and I watched He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Fuck out of here. So I'm going to play you this. This is like an actor's, like this is an acting reel for Skeletor, essentially. Like he's like, this is my range. I know what it does, Furface. That clumsy oaf has served his purpose. Fight you, cowards, fight. The fool is going after the diamond. The the quiver in his I'll be back. <laughs> the quiver in his yellow bone structure. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. He's been out. Like he really should get that shit bleached at some yeah, point. Right. You know. Switch to a baking soda mixture that yeah, might yeah. widen it up a little bit. The way he suddenly turns. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ho- he hoes up so fast. Second, I love him. Yes, the second that everything is turned on him, he has no ability to stand up to it. <laughs> Even though he's built as powerfully as anybody else, I mean, seriously, he looks like he can go toe to toe with He Man. That and he's he and he's gone through so much in this episode to conquer him, and at the last minute, he's like, "Okay, shit." Yeah, I too jacked, bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, forget it. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Beast Man. I could understand him for the most part, but this character speaks with such a lateral lisp, like, yes, 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 like, it's just like a white noise thing that's going on in the back, no matter what he's saying. Like, they must have imported spit from other people to put into his mouth for that role, because it is so fucking spitty, it hurt my ears. (laughs) But Skeletor says, I've got this awesome diamond that... 
and this is already a confusing element to me. He says, I have this diamond, the diamond ray of disappearance. And if you look at it, then you disappear if you look at it for very long. However, when he uses it on people, it just shoots energy at them and then they disappear. So it's not a matter of whether you see it or not, I think. It's actually just that you show it to the person and it shoots them. <laughs> right. But like the whole, there's even a plot point later about if don't look at it too long, yeah. it, there's an animated energy coming off of it that hits you like a ray. Yeah. It's called the Diamond Ray <laughs> of Disappearance. It's the name of the fucking episode. Yeah. And, and in this clip, if you were to freeze frame this, it looks just like he's asking Beastman to marry him. <laughs> it, it's me. It's meme central. Yes. All over this bad You were exactly right about that. And like, maybe he didn't have, like, he was trying to do it and then he lost the gumption. Yeah. And so at last minute, he's like, just call our friends. We'll have them over tonight. It's no biggie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what he does. He says, look, this is the thing that is going to conquer He-Man. This is like the end of it all. And so call our friends. Because we got a plan to enact. He sends Beastman to a transport beam that looks awesome. Like it's it's like a metal scorpion demon looking thing. I, I put here it looks it looks just like um the alien. Looks like just yeah. looks just like alien. I wrote from, down H.R. Uh, Giger who who designed the alien. Oh shit. We're on this shit. Podcast boy. energy. Yeah. Well, I mean that thing is more threatening than any of the villains on the show. So they should have just made that a monster. They wasted their design on it. It's just a thing that he pre well, look, Beastman, all he does to activate this thing, he just paused at it. Like he doesn't even understand what pressing a button is. He's so beastly. Well, he's he's upset because the proposal didn't go the way he oh, wanted Oh, yeah, because he felt like it was going to happen, yeah. and then he's like, oh, he still doesn't have the guts. Yeah, it was upsetting. When's he going to break free from his parents and just <laughs> pop the question? <laughs> Skeletor says, reach out to my warriors across the universe. This is a, tre like, we just opened up a treasure trove of characters at this point, because we get to meet a bunch of the bad guys. We haven't met anybody that's, like, you know, on He-Man's side, or even He-Man, except for him to introduce the whole show to us. They He says that the enemy, or that these villains, his warriors, are all across the universe. What is this show's definition of universe? <laughs> the universe, as I understand it today, is like everything in existence well beyond this planet. Like yeah. all of everything that is extant is the universe. The show is about the masters of the universe, people who hold sway apparently over the entirety of, <laughs> of creation. <laughs> and are these people on different planes of dimensions or something like that? Where are they? I think they're just on other places of Eternia. I think they're just confusing planet and universe. And universe sounds better. Like <laughs> masters of the planet, not so great. Masters of the universe, absolutely. But, I mean, for people just to be, ah, uh, they're all around the universe. We'll find them. No worry. Yeah. What the fuck? Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm proud of this clip because I put it together to highlight the insanity behind some of these the voice acting choices on these uh, these bad guys. Uh, you get to see each one of them in their like you know their natural state. Do, yeah, do, doing all candid um, bad guys. Exactly, things. something like that. I'll play this real quick, and then we can we can talk about them individually because they each deserve a talking about, especially a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, here's Skeletor. You also get to hear Beastman and Skeletor in this one, and get ready. Cause here I come. <laughs> Activate the transport beam, beast man. As you wish, Skeletor. Call our warriors from around the universe and bring them here to Snake Mountain. Merman, or Lord of Water. We've all heard that before, Skeletor. And He-Man has stopped us each time. Evil live, sorceress of night! Skeletor, why have you summoned us here? Triclops, master of vision! 
I will need your gamma vision, which can see around solid objects. And just what is so special about this diamond ray? Trapjaw, <laughs> wizard of weapons, deadly arsenal, and your vicious steel jaw. Curse you, He-Man! I'll get you for this when I get my Lasertron working. When I heard Triclops, I screamed with laughter. I I could not believe what I was hearing. An amputee trap jaw. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. These this is a motley crew if ever there was one, man. I can't believe that this is what Skeletor thinks is like his best guys. There's got to be Right. I mean, Evil Lynn I, I mean, as a lady who is supposedly a sorceress, I don't remember her doing anything especially magical in the episode. I don't think she gets a chance. But well, they had to they had to stick to a cartoon law, which we'll get into later. Okay, on. okay. Well, I got yeah, something for that. We'll ass. enter that into the court. I got some documents. shit for that. Ass. Okay, we need to have a cartoon court. I think yeah. it's gonna be a spinoff of this show. <laughs> Discuss cartoon law. Okay, so the first, well, we, you got to hear Skeletor, awesome. You got to hear Beastman with a just um, dude. That's mouth. too much spit. I didn't uh, notice that earlier. Oh, I, I did enhance it a little bit. I put I. I put a few in a row just to emphasize it for those of if you, you i didn't think you believed me so i made sure to really emphasize Dude, I, it. I never disbelieved you you in him in him believed well i appreciate that i misread you he believed yeah you de you de-lieved me <laughs> then we get to the new guys we hadn't talked about yet there's merman who is a fish man he's terribly drawn seriously <laughs> like Looks like a child drew him even more than any other character probably on the show. Trapjaw. Tra- okay, yeah. Like one they hair all, above. This guy especially is cartoony, like he's in the wrong show compared to the other ones. He, When we see him, what he's doing with his free time, as the, he's already, according to, to Skeletor, like the master of all waters. Like fresh water, seawater, whatever. He's fighting this monster that's like a... Fresh, like it's a freshwater <laughs> swordfish alligator shark thing in yeah. a swamp somewhere. But right. that's just what he does with this free time yeah. you know just wrestling monsters basically L- looking like a damn futurama cartoon yeah and he looks confused <laughs> i think that's just the look on his face all the time actually because yeah. he's the one in the opening that looks confused too the voice choice that they made for mr merman <laughs> that's good like that's good. he's he's gargles everything he's not underwater he doesn't have to gargle <laughs> everybody gargle when you're underwater but you don't have to do that anymore well, he, he's holding liquid in in a spot in his, you know, Is he? by his gills to see, help him. I guess, but that, <laughs> I don't know. You're, you know what? Points to you for being on his side and trying to help filmation out. I'm trying here, to. but no, <laughs> I'm not accepting. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I do like that choice, but it makes it kind of hard to understand him sometimes. He sounded almost like, like uh, talking about Futurama, like Richard Nixon on a Futurama, <laughs> like, like with the jolliness. <laughs> then we had Evil Lynn, who's. Apparently, in her free time, she just stands on a mountain, like with her arms to the sky, because she didn't know he was going to call on her, but that's she was, where she went. She was perched. <laughs> yeah, she was heavily perched. <laughs> just standing on a mountain with her arms in the sky, just like... I wait I wait for evil things. Yeah, I guess so. She's like open to the, the evil in nature. She's freelancing. Yeah, totally freelancing. Then we hit Triclops. Ooh, lordy. That Triclops. Triclops looks... Is super, uh, Superman. I keep wanting to call He-Man Superman. Triclops is He-Man from the neck down. Yeah. Like, he even has the same colored boots and uh, loincloth or whatever you want to call it. Like, furry underwear. It looks like furry underoos. But he has <laughs> the spinny thing on top that allows him, like, different uh, one different eye at a time to, I don't know, see around objects is how Skeletor puts it. Yeah. His voice is the one that slayed me. <laughs> it's, it's like a weird robot. Is he a robot? Right. I is don't it, know. Do you think that about that? <laughs> 
so like stilted and staccato. And I, I love it. I could hear him talk all day long. Finally, you end up with Trapjaw, the aforementioned amputee, who's like, here's the thing. I think colored by any any other coloring would have been okay, like acceptable. But this one really is like you gave a, a kid, like a three-year-old, a coloring book and just said, yeah, just do whatever you want. Okay, blue, green, purple. Yeah. He, he don't match the damn cartoon at all. No, 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 no. He like, doesn't match. No, he, he really does it. He's, he's this guy who has, he's got a metal jaw. And then he takes things off of his arm and then puts them on. That's not even in his name. Like, that's just an, an extra... <laughs> he He's basically a walking action figure is what he is because he can take shit off of his arm and put something other weapon on there, which throughout the episode, he seems to have constant issue with. He <laughs> cannot put something on fast enough. Right. If I could just get this working, he says, like, every time he does it. I think that's like a, a comment on the action figure, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But these guys get, I guess, teleported uh, to Snake Mountain, and they're gathered at this nice evil table in the catacombs of, of Snake Mountain. And Skeletor starts demonstrating, he's like, I'm going to do this thing with the diamond. And he's like, I, he seems very proud of it, mm -hmm. like most things, I guess, with Skeletor, at least when he's with his crew. Like, he seems very proud. They don't seem that interested in what his plan is. Yeah. Like, and Evil Lynn is like, why did you bring me here? Like, she's an ex-girlfriend. Like, why are perched. you calling me? I was kicking yeah, it. Yeah, I was doing my Wiccan thing, you know? And then the other, like, someone else questions his plan. And it's just like, none of them seem that interested in defeating He-Man. Why? I think what it is is that Skeletor, he's, okay, here's what it is. Skeletor is like the kid in a group of friends that's like, I'm putting on a play and you're all going to play parts in it. I've written your parts. You show up at nine. Like he just is like, you will be a part of my plan regardless of whether you want to be or not. <laughs> and so and I have a teleportation device that's going to force you to be involved because they all seem to be fine wrestling fish and shit like that on their own. You know, yeah. like they were just doing their thing. I don't think they were that interested. Nobody seems threatened by He-Man being in the world. Yeah, right. You know, except for Skeletor. <laughs> And again, Skeletor points out, like, he aimed, he demonstrates on a lizard. Poor lizard gets sent off to some other dimension. Well, first, he asks everyone, uh, who wants to volunteer? volunteers? <laughs> they look around. Everyone's just dry face, yeah. like, well, I guess stone he, face, like, nope. He holds some kind. Well, yeah, you know what? I took that as fear in the cartoon, but now with you just now, I'm like, no, I think it's all them being like, just fucking get it over with, man. <laughs> just show, you're going to show me how it works, and you're not going to use it on one of us. Just show me. Yeah. Get the lizard. <laughs> And he gets the lizard, and this poor lizard gets sent off to wherever. But again, like Skeletor's like, yes, if you look at it this long, this diamond, then you disappear. Again, he just shoots a ray at the lizard, and then it disappears. That's not how this thing works. <laughs> he doesn't understand his own his own weapon. Okay, so we cut over to the royal palace of Eternia. This is the seat of uh, civilization, apparently, on this planet. I don't know how big the planet's supposed to be or anything, but Eternia's the planet. And we're in the royal court where Orko, the sorcerer, is doing magic tricks for the royal family. Who looks like Slimer in disguise. Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a floating little man. I, I I can only assume you can't see his face. His face is in shadow. He's got a hat and like robes he's and a, a scarf. He's an interesting character, man. He is. Through through the day, I've been I've been combing the interweb to try to find shirts with him on there, man. Because I definitely want I definitely want a shirt with him on it, mm -hmm. dude. Because he's he's cool looking. He is cool. I I like the designs on a lot. I mean, I I like some of them for comedic effect, but some of them I actually like the design. Like yeah. his is, man at arms is kind of cool looking actually. I I don't the other guy, the guy that's like Tila's dad. Oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like his helmet. I don't know. There's something about it that looks cool. 
Orko is doing magic tricks. Apparently, they go badly every time. Yeah. Uh, and Man at Arms, who's like the, I know he seems to be a royal guard, like the head royal guard. He's not having it. And of course, things do go badly. And he gets eggs tossed on him on accident <laughs> because of this thing. Yeah, yeah, Orko is always doing egg tricks. Apparently, he's an eggs trickster. Yeah, <laughs> it's, he works purely in the medium of eggs. You That's how, all he does. You, you know how good these tricks are, right? They're excellent. Oh shit! Some some would say extraordinary. How many do you have written down? That's all. I okay, have and you had to write both and work on them for an hour. Exuberant. You had to call someone and get help on one of them. Yeah, yeah. They're texting me right now. Now this there's a, in a previous episode we talked about the filmation show Brave Star, and in that show there was a particular standout character. His name Fuzz, mm. a favorite of both of ours. And you asked me a question then if his voice was processed or not. Yes, it's a high voice. It sounds like Cartman from South Park, but I didn't think it was processed. Orko brings all of that into question for me because his voice is clearly sped up. Like actually, like you know, you can like almost hear the tape start up. Yeah, it's just like way too fast and high, and it's just not human. So now I have to question whether or not Fuzz was indeed sped up or not. So thanks, He Man, for shaking the boundaries of what I think is reality and truth. <laughs> when it comes to voices, when it comes to voices <laughs> and what we could achieve in 1983 with voices. <laughs> At this point, they're having a good time, and then Trapjaw. On a Zoom chariot, which is just like a little hover bike type of thing, flies in and starts attacking the castle. This is just a single guy shooting lasers at the castle. It's really not a big deal. But Tila, who is the female like uh, head of guard of the royal family, which I think is very progressive of the show, actually, to have her be the head of it. That's pretty cool. And 1982. You know, mm-hmm. by 1982 standards. <laughs> and can't can't get a man of color, but you can get at least a female. <laughs> a female... <laughs> But hey, we're getting there. We're getting we're there. Slowly, getting, slowly there. getting there. Tila responds with the guards on her their own chariots, and they're just off going after him. I do have some clips uh, of Orko and Tila just to let you know how they sound. I, w- I definitely want you guys to hear what Orko sounds like for sure. His sped up ass. His sped up ass. I call my latest trick eggs over easy. Relax, relax. The steel tray will be magically whisked away, and each egg will fall in its own glass. We'll take care of him. Oh, with your majesty's permission. Here's something for you to chew on. Don't move, Trapjaw. Put your amputee arm down. <laughs> Tila, I mean, I really like, I mean, her voice is fine, and I, she seems pretty tough, but, like, the second that something goes bad for her with Trapjaw, like, he bites the end of her sword. Yeah. They show her, and she goes... Like, you know, like she doesn't know what to do at all. By the way, Orko, <laughs> they play this bad, like kind of funky dance music, but it's going boom, boom, boom. Also, at the, it's like a hillbilly hoedown, but also yeah. funky music that's just way out of line with the show. Yeah. Like I'm used to like some orchestral movements and then some drums, but not boom, boom. seems not a good fit, except for Orko because he's so humorous. Yeah. He's a comedic, comedic guy on the show. He's very excellent. He's very excellent. At this point, Prince Adam's like, let's make ourselves scarce. He's trying to play the character of a prince who's above things and too cowardly to be a part of a battle. And his dad complains behind his back to the queen. Why? I, I wish he would be more like a prince. Princes don't fight battles. Princes, like kings don't fight battles. By that same line of thinking, the royal family needs to stay in the castle and be protected. By that line of thinking, he's being a bad king by not going out there and fighting like bare-fisted whoever comes up to the castle. So I think his dad kind of has too high a standard for him. Right. Like, he he's not meeting that standard himself, for yeah. sure. 
And so at this point, He-Man and Cringer, which is his pet green tiger, that's what they have on this planet. Snarf in disguise. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Poor guy. I felt bad for him because he doesn't want to become Battle Cat is the thing. <laughs> like, He-Man, so Prince Adam becomes He-Man, Cringer becomes Battle Cat. This, and all he does is he grows, like, 10% into a horse into like well he's already basically big enough to ride he just gets a tiny bit bigger and then you, he puts on like a helmet and a saddle and then you ride him around but like I noticed that they sh- they show him growing and he doesn't get that much bigger really yeah they go off into the forest and Cringer's like I don't want to oh, let's not transform into our superhero alter egos he's cringing he's cringing quite a bit <laughs> and then He-Man like you know transforms but also transforms Cringer by like shooting him with his sword it feels very it feels very intrusive and abusive as well. Like and I don't intru- and obtrusive. I don't want to become this. You will become this. Bam! I will make you this thing. Just let him not be a part of. The, he barely plays a part in the battle anyway. Yeah, it just seems like a <laughs> shitty thing to do to an animal. Well, that's why this cartoon was shut down in '85. Ultimately, so. the uh, uh, PETA got a hold of mm-hmm, it. Some mm-hmm. tapes, and they ASPCA, said, "All them, yeah, not going to happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it, it, no, it oh, did happen. Oh, it did? Okay, yeah. sorry. I just it researched did, it did your joke, and it actually did happen. So Damn. I know you were kidding, but it was real. It's the first time. Apparently, one of He-Man's powers is to have reverb on his voice, no matter where he is in the world. <laughs> like, cause, um, And Skeletor has this same power, by the way. Like, They can be in a castle, which is probably where you would have it. They can be outside in a field. They can be anywhere, and it sounds like they're in the biggest cathedral ever. But just those characters, and then someone else in the same room... Sounds like you or me with no, yeah. like from an audio <laughs> perspective, that's a real thing for me. But it's like that's just part of his power is that he's shouting into some ethereal hallway out there somewhere. That's how powerful and and magical, you know, this man is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just sounds it just it kind of just muddies the the ability to hear what he's saying a little bit is all it does for me. Echo. All right. Also, I have a clip of Cringer and Prince Adam transforming into Battle Cat and He-Man. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Cringer. He-Man and Battle Cat are about to That's make an appearance. appearance. <sighs> I'm not really up for an appearance today, Adam. Come on, Battle Cat. We're about to clean house. <laughs> Keep your fangs to yourself, Beast Man. I ended that last part okay. just because I thought it was a funny line. <laughs> and I... <laughs> And the rest of it was just too gr- grisly to listen to yeah. without a joke at it at the end because he's just forcing forcing this poor cat to be transformed into another being. Think if I aimed a sword at you and you're like, no, 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 please, please don't. And I shot you and you became another person. That's not okay. That's who Tila should be going after is He-Man. Yeah. yeah. You'll notice that my name's Prince Adam. I'm here to tell you how you can become a He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> just, my eyebrows cut. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. Travis and I were doing our impressions of <laughs> Prince Adam and uh, while well, we were listening to this clip and both of us immediately had one eyebrow up and our, our brows furrowed. Just like, that's the only way you can do this voice. Didn't even notice that <laughs> yeah, was until nope, you pointed yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the character <laughs> selling the character. <laughs> so Tila and her guards are going after Trapjaw. This is one guy versus like the entire police force. I don't see why he would ever get away. He crashes and he, he calls Skeletor's like I'm going down please help me it's too much and Skeletor's just watching in the distance with the others his plan is going accordingly because Trapjaw is drawing the guards away from the castle and so he can go make his play while that's happening Tila confronts Trapjaw and again he just she holds a sword to him and she bites the end of the sword off and suddenly she's powerless apparently she doesn't have any other nope. thing going yeah gulp shouldn't have anything <laughs> going on why didn't she just stay on the chariot then like when you're a police officer you get out of the car gun drawn from a distance so they can't do so they can't bite off the end of your gun 
sadly, the the female lead of the police force is rendered uh, powerless, and He Man has to run in on Cringer, and she's all about He Man. She's like, you know, she kind of makes googly eyes at him, and he confronts Trapjaw, who has a really hard time putting a new weapon on his arm. How long has he been this way? Is what I want to know. Like. I kind of assume he was born this way, honestly. <laughs> like, he was kind of, I don't know, I don't think that's right, but, like, how long has he had the ability to put some other weapon on his arm, and he still has trouble with it? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like a young man. No. No. <laughs> you said that, no, like, no, he no, looks no, no, really no. bad. He does. Yeah. <laughs> but E-Man arrives, and his way of solving the issue in this is violence, but it's not the kind of violence you'd probably typically expect. It's he picks him up, over his head and throws him into the far distance. He he man throws his enemy into the far distance. This happens, I don't know, four times in this episode. <laughs> this is an FCC thing. That he was not allowed to use his sword or punch living beings on this show. I'm serious. Like this is the real deal. So that's why he would pick up and throw all of his enemies. He he would or wrestle them or whatever. With Trapjaw out of the way, yeah. He man realizes in fact, he may have already realized this. It seems like he walked into it knowing it. He's like, they've got a plan going on. They're going to storm the castle. Tila, Tila should be the one get, getting to this, like, you know, thought sooner. Yeah, yeah. She's the guard. He man's doing He's a prince. He has no training. She, I assume, has training, at least from her dad, man at arms. Tila's kind of down on the job, I think. Mm-hmm, Not doing mm-hmm. the best work, but she is a bit thrown. Her sword was bit. So, Well, he's the man. He man. <laughs> he's T in parentheses and then he man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good shirt idea. Yes. Skeletor is going to storm the castle while they are drawn away from it. Mm-hmm. And when we come back from this break, we're going to take a look at just how that plan goes down. A gander, if you will. Yes. Would you like to take a gander? A gander. Nature of the Beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets of true crime, the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. Back with the Masters of the Universe and He-Man on the Days Past Tooncast. We're here. Mm -hmm. We're back. That guy was right. That just came through and said that. (laughs) We're back at the Royal Palace now. And unbeknownst to the people inside, Skeletor and his people are on their way while the guards have been taken away from the castle, distracted. I keep wanting to call him Ozarka. (laughs) Orco. Orco. <laughs> or Orca, like the whale. Yeah. Orco and Man at War are hanging out with the king and queen. They just seem to be hanging out all the time. You know, they're just kicking it. Like, that's just a foursome that will just go down in, in the annals of time, you know, <laughs> as like a good time group of folks. But then a bird shows up. A pretty good looking, I don't know, is it a falcon? Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> one of those birds <laughs> yeah, I heard all the, about? One of, one of those falcon um, nighthawk birds. Yes, this white bird shows up, and uh, unbeknownst to the audience, but certainly beknownst to man-at-arms, this bird is actually the sorceress of Grayskull in the form of a bird. Apparently, she can't leave the castle Grayskull without being this bird, I guess. Zoar. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. 
I'll accept that. Yeah. Until further proven incorrect. Yeah. Zo Zoar the sorceress. Okay. Well, they call so. her. They, they don't seem to respect her enough to give her a proper name or call her by it. They just no respect for that sorceress. <laughs> it's like calling your waiter waiter. Yeah. You know, that's all they know to do. It's like, oh, sorceress, please. I need to refill my sweet tea. She has come in the form of the bird, and she telepathically tells Man at Arms mm -hmm. that Skeletor is in the castle. It does no good. Skeletor is literally in the room already. He's he's at the door of the room. Yeah, it, it only proves that she has eyes to see that going down right now. Yeah, like she's like, look, look behind you. Skeletor's here. This is my warning. I just came by to hang out. Yeah, I crapped on the windowsill. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> it's sorcerer poop, so it's like totally. real, it's real easy to clean up. Totally. It's sorcerer is that is that a scientific? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I haven't. You you actually you know I we haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast. But you breed sorcerers. Yes, yes, I do. You have a fine crop coming up this year. Mm -hmm. I have a fine crop, man. Um, when you when you raise them mm -hmm. as real little in their cage, you don't just ha you can't use newspapers. Really? Yeah, you got you have to use magazines with that that cover that glossy cover on them. Are they for, drawn for their, to the, for their poop? Are they it's drawn just, to the the shine of it? Yeah, it's just easier to clean up, you know, and all that. Weird, man. Mm -hmm. yeah, I couldn't I couldn't handle that. Like, there's a lot of nipple feeding going on with mm -hmm. them, and mm -hmm. I, mine would get all bit up. Very testy. Yeah, very testy. Not only has Skeletor shown up with his other buddies that we've already talked about, but apparently Skeletor has what He-Man refers to as robot knights. Yes, which are just a, I mean, an excuse to reuse the same character design a hundred times to make you once, know a bunch of guys once again look like characters from Futurama. They they look like yeah they these are really comic booky like Doctor Doom would have them in the Fantastic Four comics like these look like they were designed in the sixties to be. In a, in a Stan Lee comic, big time. Actually, I really like the way they look in yeah. that retro kind of way, but this kind of calls into question for me, I called it a science fantasy series because they have hover bikes and lasers and they have robots, but otherwise it seems to be a fantasy world. What other technology is there? And who's designing it? Who is creating these things that they're using? Did they just find them? I don't know. It just seems it, it's not consistent it's because ima it's imagination world, man. Oh, anything okay. goes. Oh. Anything goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. It's like a never ending story. Yeah. There you go. Everything is true. Mm -hmm. Nothing is forbidden. Yes. It looks like the royals and men at arms are kaput because they get shown. They get shown. This is a, that. What a weapon to have that zapped. I have to show it to you. Like, hey, take a look at this. Nope, not going to look. No, the, it just zaps you. Skeletor zaps them off into another dimension. But Orko manages to escape, and he catches up with He-Man outside of the castle, tells him what's going on. As calmly as I'm saying it right now, think of the exact other end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, like pitch-wise. He-Man's like, can you tone that down just a little bit <laughs> yeah, he's like, and take two steps? Can you float two steps backwards, please? He tells He-Man what's going on. He-Man sends him off to get, you know, rally the troops. I, I, that wouldn't, this wouldn't be my first thought to call on the person who just disappeared, but he goes to Castle Grayskull because that's where he communes with the sorceress. And it does work. He shows up at Castle Grayskull. Castle Grayskull is a really cool looking place. It's actually kind of green. Man, listen, it looks scary to me. Yeah, it's not a place I would go for yeah, a can hero. Can we talk about Castle Grayskull for a Let's second? Let's open it up. Let's call this... Uh, yeah. Do you want to start a new podcast? Look yeah, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just morph it to the yeah. um, Gray Skullin. Yeah, yeah. What is Castle Gray Skull? It's it's their it's a secret. It's their secret little castle in the in a different realm that they feel the need to protect. Here's my understanding of, of okay. the mythology of this thing. Okay, it's a it is a physical place on Eternia, and it holds some kind of secrets which the sorceress apparently guards. 
it's the sort it's a source of power. I don't know who was wielding that power, if anybody, before He-Man, but He-Man somehow has learned those secrets and become He-Man. And now he protects Grayskull from Skeletor, who wants Did you not listen to my paragraph? I did, but <laughs> I don't that's about as deep into it as I can get with you. It's okay. like I don't I don't know what's special because guess what? When they go inside the castle, there's nothing in there. Yeah. It's just darkness. Like it's black and then there's a magic mirror on the wall. So I don't know what the sorceress is keeping there that's such a secret. Yeah, it just just trips me out, man, because the place looks like like it already belongs to um to Skeletor. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's you know what maybe they maybe they kicked him out a long time. Oh, this is like reclamation. Yeah. Is what it is. Like he's like, look, my people, the Skeletors, were kicked out of this place a long time ago. I'm back to take it from my people. Like in, in, inside the place, there's a picture of, Skele- of Skeletor yeah. as a little kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, like it's a portrait. <laughs> all around <laughs> that's i think that's about right yeah it really does look like it's a really arresting image i like it i yeah. had the playset for that yeah. uh you would open it up like it unfolded on on the inside you pa- could play poly, with the guys. Uh, poly pocket style yeah exactly yeah good call good <laughs> <laughs> good pull buddy yeah no problem buddy poly pocket i wanted a poly pocket when i was a kid i, I didn't did. get one but i wanted it <laughs> Well, back then they had, um, we're going to get a little sidetracked here. Back then they had Mighty Max Polly Pockets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I had a Mighty Max, I think. Oh, now, yeah? I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, did Mighty, Mighty Max have a cartoon? Yes. Well, then we're going to have to talk about them at some yeah. point. Okay, so that brings it back. That that brings it okay, back. Good Hooks deal. us into the cartoons. All right, we're back in. Nice. <laughs> He-Man manages to get into his Castle Grayskull, and of course he's, just, he's in a, a shadow world, and he goes to the mirror, manages to talk to the sorceress. She says they're trapped in this timeless dimension. This timeless dimension, we kind of get a view of it behind her. Not even behind her, it's just an image that shows up on the mirror. It's a bunch of cubes and circles. It looks like she's trapped in Space Invaders, the arcade game. (laughs) Like, they could not have been any... It's not even psychedelic. It's just, like, uh, modern art, basically. (laughs) It's like... He, he has some joysticks down there. He's just like yeah. jamming on it. I, it doesn't look like that bad a place to be. I mean, yeah. it doesn't look like there's really any land there. I, I, it doesn't make it. It's no worse than inside of Castle Grayskull. Well, no, frankly, it's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought they just forgot to do a background for it. And then, they, so they had the cells, but no background sheets for it. Right. Okay. I have a clip here because he has this conversation with the sorceress that sounds, they're talking about crazy shit, and it sounds very super casual, super cash. And just with what they're talking about, one He-Man doesn't seem that smart, like in the moment. You're trapped in a timeless dimension. Only you can free us. How? What do I do? (laughs) You must crush the diamond of disappearance. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. You know what you know what he sounds like? Hmm. He sounds like he thinks she doesn't speak English very well. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? Where is El Bano? I think he's being sarcastic, kind of. Biblioteca! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of call for getting to the library for Mr. He-Man. He reads, too. The the funny papers. Okay. <laughs> so he now knows what to do, I guess, which is that he has to crush the diamond, which is like, uh, I'll, I will say Superman on purpose now, is like a Superman feat, a Herculean feat, to crush diamond. Only He-Man could do that. This is a perfectly suited mission for He-Man. I think so. I think they... Good thing he was there. Right? (laughs) Yeah, good thing they animated him into this show. He-Man has made the prediction that Skeletor will want to come to Castle Grayskull, 
which I don't know why he didn't just go there in the first place. He didn't have to go, now that I think about it, he didn't have to go, like, disappear the king and queen. He could have just gone to the castle. Yeah. And he would have beat uh, Superman there. He, he would have beat He-Man there. <laughs> Good lord. So now Skeletor shows up with his entire entourage. And I love this because they decide that to open the front door to Castle Grayskull, they don't even try to knock or open it normally. They throw a grappling hook and all start playing tug-of-war with it immediately. Like, just try! Hey, Here's an idea. You got the ring of disappearance. Yeah. How about you disappear the door? Well, yeah. And also, Skeletor ultimately shoots it with his scepter. And like two of them have projectile, I think, like abilities. One's a sorceress, one has a gun. Do anything besides use a grappling hook to just pull on a bar first. It's like they're just idiots. I, mean, I think Skeletor told them to do it. I don't think the other four would have thought to do that. With all your skill, you you can actually keep manual labor down to a minimum. Yeah, you could just shoot the fucking thing because <laughs> all of you have that ability. But they finally, their combined might gets it open. And he man's he like, I've got a special plan. I'm going to, you know, the Calvary. It's like, that's not a special plan. You're just waiting in the place that you already were for the people who are coming for the place where you are. Yeah. It's just waiting. <laughs> you know, it's not really a plan, He-Man. He-Man really doesn't have much fighting skill when you think about it with all the throwing that he yeah, does. Yeah. Like, he, he, I guess he's a, he's a grappler, a wrestler, and that makes sense with the big muscles that he has, but, like, I don't think he has to dodge a lot of punches because he's so powerful. Right. He really can just take it, and he, he is the most powerful man in the universe, as he said. In the, I, he's pretty unstoppable. I don't really see how you can threaten him at all. You so can. far, no one in this show has been able to, in one episode, to beat him or even come close to hurting him. So it is kind of like a Superman story in that you have to like have a smart guy like Lex Luthor, and Skeletor is just not a Lex Luthor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I never said he was. Yeah. I said he's entertaining. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I get it, man. It's cool. We have a fight here. We have a fight on our hands. He-Man's fighting everybody, and then Tila shows up with the reinforcements. The reinforcements include two guys that He-Man said to go get who are named like officially named by him and are not who have no speaking part whatsoever. And they both play a major part in the fight, but they don't say anything and no one else says anything about them again, either. It's kind of like GI Joe problem of like too many characters, too little time. Right. We can't, we can't deal with this right well, now. We, but we got those toys coming down the pike next week. Oh, so dude. they got, they got to hit this. It seems like this show more than any, Yeah, <laughs> like maybe more than any, except for GI Joe has, has that problem, you know, uh, during this whole fight, we, I talked about the sound effects being a little wonky earlier. Right. I put together a, a, a supercut of all the cartoon sound effects in this. Like, I know it's a cartoon, guys. I get it. But there's a difference in the world of, say, Yogi Bear and He-Man. They're both animated, but, like, these sound effects belong in a Yogi Bear or a Pink Panther or a Looney Tunes or something like that. That just doesn't match the tone of the show, in right. my opinion. Yeah. Yet, I, there was a creative difference that they didn't see it that way. And so I'm going to play for you, Travis. And I'm always Travis is my main audience with these uh, supercuts. If I don't make him laugh, I I cancel the podcast and we don't put out the episode. There's been like three of them that I've had to cancel oh, already. Man, like four. It's a bummer. Ha <laughs> ha! 
<laughs> Freaking Cyclops. The tri that's Triclops at the end <laughs> where an orco, or he's been like knocked out and an Orco spins his little visor <laughs> thing. My God, man. I'd, for <laughs> I'd already forgotten just how cartoony some of those are. And they reuse the same. It's just like the same. It, like, if it were on computer now, it'd be the same file, just like copied and pasted five times in a row. Yeah. Bong, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess the show is just cartoonier than I wanted it to be, is really what it is. Because at the end of the day, it is kind of fitting that they do all that. But I wanted it to be like a hard-hitting desert epic, like Conan the Barbarian or something yeah. like that. But not what I got, but I got something better. I got He-Man. Mm. Triclops is wrestling He-Man. He gets him from behind. Oops. Oh. And uh, he... Greco-Roman They style. should never have those two like in the same picture at the same time because that's when I realized, oh, Triclops is just a He-Man redraw. Like, just put a helmet on the guy. It's the same exact everything. Coloring, everything. It's ridiculous. Like, maybe he's a He-Man... He's like Bizarro to Superman. Yeah. He's like a He-Man clone that's failed. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, Skeletor decides that he can. He keeps talking about how he's not close enough to use the diamond. So, again, not in line with, like, if you see it, then you... <laughs> like, I mean, I get if you're far enough away, but he, he talks about it using it actively. What so, are the rules, man? I, yeah, just be consistent. <laughs> just, look, it can be dumb, but be consistent. Dumb, but consistent. Yeah. That is a very good motto to have, I would say. Like, if I'm going to have a cartoon, dude, it's fine to be dumb, but be consistent. And Skeletor is... The first and not the second, I would say. He finally gets to use the diamond on He-Man. He-Man just deflect. Okay, so again, you can't deflect someone's vision, like the image of something with your sword. But he manages to deflect the energy coming off of the diamond back at Skeletor. That's when he goes, no, please. <laughs> yeah. And it. It's so good. He, he's so hardcore into he goes, that part. Yeah, he's just like, take a look at this. And then, no, keep it away. <laughs> Hey, your voice, your yeah. your redo that's pretty solid, it's, man. I've, I had to hear it a lot. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. Believe me, I had to do it quite a bit. Believe you, me, me, you. Yes, and at that point, I also questioned myself: what is his Skeletor's face actually made of? Because he does emote. Like it's not just a jaw moving. Like you can actually see like what would be eyebrows like moving in. Like oh no, I'm worried. He's a skull face. How is anything moving without muscles to move them? It's cartilage. I that's not where cartilage is on your body, <laughs> bro. I have a very small amount of anatomy knowledge, but that is on the list of things that I'm sure of. Have you ever lived in this galaxy that they're in? Or this universe? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a master of this universe, right. just of this one. You're a novice of this universe. It's easy just to look at this cartoon and be like, oh, it's a skull man, whatever, no biggie. But that would be horrific to see in person, like a giant burly man body, blue skin. I'd just like to remind everybody at home, skeletons are scary. Don't take them for granted, okay? Don't. This has been a PSA for skeletons. Still scary after all these years. And we all have them. Yes. Yes. Skeletor, at this point, makes a funny decision. This just seems like a last-minute thing on somebody's part. Like, he... The he throws the diamond on accident. Like he gets so scared of being hit by its ray that he drops the damn thing into a crevice in the ground. I guess there's just a lot of those in Eternia. Well, they they, they don't water properly out there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the foundation's all rough. Yeah, yeah. He man starting to go after it. Skeletor is just like not so fast, and he shoots a rock nearby, and this rock monster comes to life. That they must have just had animation of it laying around because it's. I timed it. It's on screen for eight seconds from the time that he shoots it to the time that He-Man destroys it in one punch. If, if anything, this is a demonstration of how ineffectual Skeletor is and how powerful He-Man is and how it's never going to work. You don't have to watch any more episodes. Skeletor's never going to win. 
It just seemed like a waste of a rock monster. Save it. <laughs> this is, again, the villains just never support each other. I think that's part of their issue. It's not so much that they're not powerful, but they don't work together. They cut each other down. And that's not what we need to do as a people. Need to build up. Exactly. Beastman says to Skeletor, even you can't defeat He-Man. Well, how, how could he if you're going to talk to him like that? You need to say, you know what, Skeletor? Yeah, you made some mistakes. I think you're going to learn from him. We're going to do better next time. You did your best. And I'm yeah. proud of you for that. <laughs> you'll go further into this next time. Yeah. But you'll still lose. You know what? And, no, but Skeletor's just going to call him a fur face and then fuck it. You know, get away from the whole thing. That's why they're not going to win. Because they're not friends to the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. He-Man retrieves the diamond and he pulls it out and he starts trying to crush it. And it takes a while because diamonds are known to be a little bit tough. And I don't get what happens here because he starts disappearing on and off. Like he's can't like his body is being trapped between dimensions and stuff like that. He's not looking at it. It's in his hands. Yeah. He's he's grasping it like a bug that he caught. He, this is one of the few times you cannot see it and it's working <laughs> again. Dumb but consistent. <laughs> just give me give me the second. And I don't know what like fixes the problem. He just crushes it anyway. He just basically like pushes through. I don't it's a simple solution of just do it more and longer and everyone cheers you on and then you're successful where you weren't before. Right. Cuz it's just like I'm crushing it. It's not working. You've got it, he man. You're right. And then don't disappear. Yeah, don't disappear. And then done. <laughs> and he just tries harder, which is what should have been the moral for this. Just yeah. if you're if you're failing, you he didn't try hard you, enough. You try try hard. Yes. And smarter. Yes. And at that point, everyone reappears that was in trouble. Skeletor just runs off. Don't know what happens to the other villains, but I'm sure they don't get captured or anything. They don't seem to have jail or executioners on Eternia. They just let them run free. <laughs> they got, they got it. They're overrun with an infestation of bad guys on Eternia. But yeah, yeah the people come back, just, just reappeared. Yeah. Everybody's fine. <laughs> And on this part, man, it's funny. Uh, they this is cartoon law once again. Okay, like we always we're talk opening about. up the court. Yeah, this is cartoon bailiff. Law. Now, now they keep they usually keep to a, a two lady minimum. In, I know this show really cartoons. pushes. Now check it out. This one uh, they bust. They go into three. Man, I know it's very and, progressive. And yeah, they usually keep to a two lady minimum. Cartoon law: only two ladies present unless one is a pheasant. That's 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 the cartoon. Oh, law. so okay, so, so on screen, a yeah, a third one can only be present if one is a well. Is actually, a bird like now, I like where you're going with this. We yeah. actually have four females in this. We have the queen. The queen is there. The isn't queen is she? there too. So this is gonna bust this whole. This is Roe v. Oh, Wade, man. man. Yeah, like what's the precedent? There is no precedent for four females in a single cartoon episode. Good lord. Good lord. Well. No ruling, M mistrial. Okay. Yeah, mistrial. But I do, I do appreciate the cartoon law being questioned. Yeah. I that that's the only way we're ever going to get it right. <laughs> the squeaky wheel is welcome in, in this courtroom, and we will get to the bottom of this. Okay. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. Um, the the royals thank He Man for saving them, and they don't know it's the whole again Superman thing. Like they don't know that this guy with the exact same haircut and build, like. Why does he even change into He-Man? All that changes are his clothes. He's muscular as Prince Adam. He looks just like him. He's got the same stupid page boy. I'm surprised you didn't talk about his hair since you loved uh, Questar's hair so much. Like, it's the same fucking dumb page boy blonde haircut. Nah, dude, Questar's was dope. Oh, okay. He needs a headband. Yeah, he needs a headband, Yeah, a little bit of a part in it. Um, He-Man is very recognizable as Prince Adam to everybody. He should be. His own parents don't recognize him, and they thank him, and he's like, you got it. And then Man-at-Arms gives him a wink, like, yeah, I know who you really are. That's a weird situation for Man-at-Arms to be 
keeping the secrets of like a teenage boy from his own parents. That's not appropriate. Just seems kind of icky. You know? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, it's the same thing as what we'll run into with with Mumra. Why not just be this all the time? If He-Man is a different person, which looks exactly like you, and is even build-wise, you don't have to get new clothes or anything. He's dressed, he's built the same. Why not just be He-Man all the time? You'll never be in trouble, like where it's like, I have to go change really quick. That's true. Is He-Man a different personality? Because <laughs> with Battle Cat, it seems like he becomes somebody else. Yes. Like he just roars. He doesn't even talk anymore. Yeah. At least in this episode, <laughs> he just roars. But I don't know, man. There's There's a bunch of issues there. I'd really like to have that answered. Uh, by next time we talk about He-Man, I think so, man. If possible, yeah. This all in all, this cartoon was great for me, man. I, I really enjoyed really watching it. It was really entertaining. Um, it, and then after that, of course, you have. Oh, you gotta, you gotta have the you, final thought. You gotta have a moral. Yeah, yeah. final thoughts with Prince. Prince. Adam, keep wanting to call him Prince Valiant. Yeah. I have a clip of it. I would like to play it for you. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Good. I, just for once, I'd like for you to ask me. Can I hear that clip? Before I, I offer, you know, hey, I feel hey. like... All right, listen. All right, here we go. No, no, no. It's not the same if you. I have to tell you to do it. Oh. Hey, Will. Yeah? Can we hear that clip? I guess so. Uh, of the final thought, please? Yeah. In today's story, Skeletor was looking for a shortcut, a quick way to riches and power. You may know some people like that, always looking for the quick way to get ahead of everybody else. This is a major stretch <laughs> for that to be the moral of this particular episode. Like, is is he suggesting that Skeletor should have taken, like, the hard road to conquering Eternia and not the short-term <laughs> thing of using the... Like, should he have done legitimately become, like, the ruler by becoming an aide first and working his way up? <laughs> Or fighting for a democracy or some kind of long con as opposed to like just trying to use this thing. He's like, he would have done a lot better just to stab me in the heart and claim my throne. You know, like that's <laughs> that's because just to say like people are he essentially says people are gonna try to sell you the quick fix. Yeah. <laughs> just seems like they really sometimes like they should come up with the moral first and then write the episode. Yeah, if they're gonna definitely. do that shit. Because this moral has nothing to do <laughs> with the Brave Star one fit. Did. That was good, but man, they gotta either get better writers or do it the other way. Jump no shortcuts, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is that's how they're gonna round out any of these He Man's, any of these filmations with the moral. And I believe that was another Lou Shamer thing. Like he's like, we gotta hit it home. We're a very moral people. Here. There's too many divorces going on. We gotta, we gotta have morals. <laughs> that was his one sticking point. His platform was too many divorces. Too many divorces. That's why he put so many women in his cartoons. Mm -hmm. There you go. Unless it, in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it for old He Man. Like I, I was, uh, I was impressed at how. I mean, this is a very deep well that I would like to keep drawing from for sure. Yeah. Um, and no wonder I was. We were so into this show as kids because. Just a bunch of awesome action figures wandering around, beating the hell out of, well, not even beating the hell out of each other. That's the thing. You don't have to have people hit each other for kids to be into it. They can just throw people and it's fine. Mm -hmm. That's the moral of the story. Yes. Throw your enemies. Get big and strong on steroids yes. and throw people as far as you can over mountains. Find a sorceress. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, just a few pieces of trivia to yeah. share. Yeah, please. Uh, generally... The characters from He-Man continued to show up in the spinoff She-Ra, Princess of Power, which is another show that we'll have to look at at some point, after the original series cancellation, which is kind of neat. If you were a He-Man fan and He-Man gets canceled, you just go watch She-Ra and your buddies might show up. He-Man and Skeletor and like, that's just a nice thing to see your friends when they've 
Once, or, once, once they've gone to college, then coming back. And, yeah, they come back for the weekends, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, it's gained a lot of weight. And yeah, <laughs> Skeletor's. I, I still have feelings for you. Yeah, yeah. Why did anything ever happen with me and Tila? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have one other piece of general trivia. This is awesome. Okay. These are all based on toys, right? So the toys get introduced and then they show them to filmation and like a meeting and say, are you going to put what are you going to put in the show? And they try to kind of just figure out what gets put in, what doesn't. And Lou Shamer refused to include a vehicle or this weapon or whatever that fired large projectile balls in the cartoon after Mattel pitched it with a certain name, Ballbuster. <laughs> He said, no, not in a kid's cartoon. So they just renamed the the toy and they called it Bashasaurus, which is like, it's not, it's not a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a machine. But I like that Lou Shamer, again, he seems to be like the moral backbone of yeah. all this stuff. Here's the other one. Here's an unused bad guy that did get a toy, but he wasn't in the cartoon. Stinkor was a skunk-like humanoid villain in the toy line who used superhumanly terrible stink as the evil master of odors quote unquote they presented him to filmation at a production meeting and everyone laughed at him and refused to put him in the show (laughs) they said no no thank you and the the toy actually stinks like they put something on it to make it stink (laughs) no and yes i'm serious look it up and apparently these toys still stink today no matter how many times you smelled them how long they've been around they still stink oh i wonder what wonder what they somebody said patchouli oil but I don't, I don't know. That's not enough of a stink stink. That's just like a, I'd rather not smell. Uh, on the side of the cast, this is, there are four people who, ca- who are in this episode. Out of all those many characters, four right. people who actually acted. And that's typical of filmation. They were only allowed to have like three main actors. And then Lou Shamer would pretty much fill out the rest. That's basically how they went. And that's how this show went too. And of course, you would have the main actors would play multiple parts, you know, as well. Orko... Trapjaw, Triclops, and King Randor all were played by aliens. You bet it, no, <laughs> oh, all of them <laughs> played by the same alien playing different voices. <laughs> He's a very talented <laughs> alien. His name was Lou Shamer. He was the executive producer for Filmation. Yeah, and I like I like Trapjaw. I like Triclops a lot. You know, I like Triclops and Orko. He did voice work on pretty much any of Filmation's stuff including Brave Star, as we said before. And this was due largely to budget constraints. This this made me sad to read this. Okay. He recorded himself separate from the other actors always because he was ashamed of all the budget constraints that they had, and he didn't think of himself as a real actor. I think he does pretty good. He's about yeah. as good as any of these people he's working with. Well, we're going to have to dig into the finances for Filmation. We're going to have to open up a, the books. On a, on a separate podcast or something yeah. where we dive into yeah. the... The fall of of, of uh... <laughs> the rise and fall of the House of Filmation. Yeah, man. Yeah. Finally, we have Skeletor, Battle Cat, Man at Arms, and <laughs> all played by Alan Oppenheimer, who has who's like the easily the biggest name on this whole list. Roles include previous days past Tooncast subjects, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Brave Star. Uh, he also was on in live action, Hogan's Heroes, Get Smart, Six Million Dollar Man, Happy Days, and latter day Star Trek series like Deep Space Nine and The Next Generation. Here's the thing that I think you're going to like. Okay. He played the narrator, Rockbiter, and Falcor in The Never Ending Story. Wow. That's the voice of Skeletor okay. behind those. That's a big part of my youth right there. Yeah. Between Skeletor and Never Ending Story, Falcor. That's a pretty big yeah, impact that for guy sure, made. Yeah, Jonathan Brandis in the house. Yeah. 
Rest in peace. Rest in peace yeah. to him, too, man. Man, I watched Sidekicks so many times as a kid. Sidekicks so I many times. I wanted to yeah. be him so bad. Oh, man. Um, Sequest. I didn't watch Sequest. You didn't watch Sequest? No, no, dude. Well, why are you saying no, no? That, Look at that, it. That was, in our, that was in our young years. I know, years. but no, I mean, it, it was a live action, and it was like a primetime <laughs> show. I didn't want to look at that shit. <laughs> I watched the hell out of it. It's only around for a season or something like that. I, was, uh, I thought it was more than that, but... Really? I, I could be... Ex- You're the one that watched it. Let's say that you know better than me about fucking Sequest, okay? okay. <laughs> like I, I'm willing to, to give you that, for sure. <laughs> I just thought it was longer. All right. Well, that's all I have to offer. Um, Travis, I can't tell. This room is kind of dark, and I'm wondering what time it is. It's toy time. Better check your watch. Your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Corner. Hello, everyone. I'm Hi. Travis. I'm Will. Let's do this. Cool. All right, man. Yeah. So nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Damn. So this is the part where we, we we break apart the toy section of this whole thing, man. And uh, let's do it. All right. So okay. So Prince Adam, He Man's royal alter ego, mint condition, in a box goes for how much? So unopened. Unopened. I, I, I wow. have both. I both have both on all these. Somebody let that poor man out of there. Yeah. <laughs> let's. Like give them, play with the damn things, man. Yeah, right. Like I'm glad I never. I mean, like, I mean, maybe if I was in more financial dire, dire straits, I wouldn't feel this way. But like, I'm glad I played with my toys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd have we had to assume at this point it was an older man that bought these toys, right? And then just you know, he didn't know what he was buying. Yeah, yeah. He was senile enough to just be like, I'll buy, I'll buy these men and free them later. <laughs> You're free now, man. But then he forgets by the time he gets home, and he never even tells his grandson that he bought them. Yeah, right. Who yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll free them later. Yeah. All right, man. So Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Yeah. How much? How much for him? In in a in a box. Mint in a mint box. condition. Mint. Just the mintiest. <laughs> with, the, with the thin mint. Yeah. Yeah. Thin mint condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've upped this the, the ante a little bit over here at Days Past Tunecast. Um, so I'm I'm definitely wanting to be careful, but I'm kind of feeling like I want to walk at the razor's edge a little bit. So seventy dollars. Interesting. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Wait, say that again. Three hundred and fifty dollars. That's five times what I yes. said. Wow. Yes. You can find a loose one with loose morals <laughs> for forty-seven dollars. You like that, don't you? <laughs> Every time, I just like hearing how these action figures are loose. Very loose morals. Loo- it's on the loose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So a clamp champ. Mm-hmm. Don't a, even know. Yeah, is that, that like a buddy of Trap Jaws? Well, that's just a character that will be introduced later on okay. in, one of, in one of these episodes. It's probably just like the same mold for Trap Jaw, but just reused. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what they do on these. Yeah. So, so a clamp, clamp champ. How much clamp for him? Champ. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shrimp tramp. Let's put out a shrimp tramp. <laughs> yeah. Clamp, and a thank tank. Yeah. Clamp champ. How much for one of those in a box? Goodwill. Well, considering, let me put a few uh, pieces of evidence together. Okay. One, I don't know what the fuck this thing is. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what this character is, what he's done, how important he is to the series, uh, how rare he is. Mm-hmm. These are all pieces of information that if I don't know what you're talking about, I just got to base it off the name. And he okay. sounds like he'd be really important okay. and probably very rare. 75 $190 in a box. Don't try to do the math. Too late. <laughs> I'm stuck in a math loop. Okay. Well, that's that's more than twice what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, man. Let's move on down the road here. Um, flying fists, He-Man. Like he has an action where his fists fly. Yes. He'd seen a Bruce Lee movie, and then he mm-hmm. said, "You got to put this. You got to put out this figure of me, right? Doing my new karate shit." Yeah. Okay. Little little peg from his back, you know, make his arms yeah, move. Yeah, he and never. All that. I mean, they shouldn't have done that because the FCC. You can't. You can't put that in the cartoon. He can't hit people. He can only throw them. That's true. Cartoon law should have had throwing action. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you sure it's not flying fists, T Man? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, his action is actually that he flies, but his name is Fists He Man. You know what? Let me Google that real fast. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, it's Flying Fists. Well, see, I don't know if this is something you could pick up from just reading it. I, you know what? I'll just go with your interpretation. Okay. It. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, okay. it's, I, let's not quibble. How much, how much more would I be worth if my fists flew? Mm-hmm. At least, I don't know, like an extra 10 on top of, and I guess like six, 70 for him. So I'm going to say 80. Interesting. $150 in a box. Whoa, we're getting too close. Yeah. <laughs> that is less than twice what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're falling oh, off the game. Oh, I'm sweating over here. All right, man. Uh, let's move on down. Uh, Skeletor's Ghost Warrior, Scareglow. That's the name of the character? Mm-hmm. Scareglow? Mm-hmm. Never, uh, never in the animated <laughs> series. I don't blame but him. But a big hit. Huge hit with collectors. Fear Dark. <laughs> Scareglow. I think they just cut up. Like they just wrote down ver- <laughs> nouns and verbs and cut them up on paper and then just like put them in a fishbowl. Oh, definitely. And drew them like, okay, Scareglow, here we go. <laughs> Why not? Get designing. Scareglow, very popular amongst collectors. Are you sure you're not like giving me leading information that's actually a lie? Not at all. Because you've never claimed that you would tell me the truth on any of this. That's true. I should. I'm now realizing this is accurate though. This okay. is real stuff. Oh, okay. Well, then I should trust you on that. Um. I'm gonna say in a box, mint condition. Yeah, yeah, just the yeah, mintiest yeah, yeah, of mint. Yeah, 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 eighty. No, that's closer to the loose number. The loose you can get a loose for fifty five dollars, but in a box, mint condition, you can get Scareglow for five hundred dollars in a box. Five hundred dollars for characters never on the fucking cartoon show. Big, big hit, big Dude, hit with uh, what does he do? with collectors. What does he drive you around or something? Man, I think he just has. I think he's glow in the dark. I think this is the the first of a glow in the dark kind of series, you know. I can get you glow in the dark shit for a lot less than that. Yeah, well, you can go to Target. I'm sure half the shit in there glows in the dark after Halloween like this. From '83, bitch. From '83, I doubt it. I'm from '84. You're from '83. You're not worth that much. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, man. Oh man. All right. So a battle armor, He Man. I kind of remember this. And Road Ripper. Gift set in a box. What's a road ripper? It is a it's a car. You're making it up. <laughs> you you uh, the the hand motion you made before you made the turn turning of the key <laughs> tells me that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't look at it too well, you, but it, it it's definitely like a convertible you motorcycle. Just, you're just looking at titles of of auctions, aren't you? <laughs> That's all you look up on these things. <laughs> no, I, okay. I, sw- I swear I look at the pictures, but okay, and they I, came together, right? Yes. Like okay. So they're they're pals for life, constant oh, companions. Yeah. Just me and my car in Eternia. That's going to run a pretty penny, I would say. Let's say eighty-five. Interesting. As I drop my pen, no, <laughs> you um, were so flabbergasted by my answer, you dropped your pen. Yeah, six hundred and fifty dollars. Six hundred and fifty, and that's somewhere in the region of like seven times what I said. I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah, six fifty for that bad boy. Damn. All right, man. Uh, laser light Skeletor. They're just adding shit to people that don't even need anything. (laughs) 
Dude, I, like I, underwater Skeletor. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure his eyes glue red, I think. Glowed red. Glue. Whatever. Glue red. <laughs> glue. <laughs> Glowed red. Sorry. Good, good one, buddy. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me. Yeah. Uh and these are all just normal action figures. Like, they're not yes. extra sized or anything like that. Right. And this Skeletor has a skeleton face. Mm-hmm. He has blue skin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back down to like 65. This doesn't sound good to me. Well, laser light skeleton. Laser light skeleton. Loose. Loose is 483. What? In a box. Laser light skeleton. 1300 smackers. That's. T- like almost twenty times when I said I'm I'm honestly uh, thrown for a loop by right, that. That's right. crazy. Pretty crazy, man. Just for lasers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, Mosquitoor. <laughs> That's yeah. almost like Stinkor. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. Uh, he's one of the coolest toys you can get. Mm-hmm. He's huge. One of the coolest toys on the market. <laughs> Yeah, um, everyone tries to tries to collect this one, man. You can almost never find one in a box, but um, no matter how many times you try, yeah, right. But <laughs> <laughs> but I found one. I found one in a box. Well, yeah. What'd you do with it? Why? I'm gonna someday. You're gonna walk in here and pull out one of these toys. I bet. Like yeah. you're getting too deep into these. I'm getting deep, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mosquito. Um, Mosquito. What makes him cool is that uh, there's a little button on his back, and it pumps blood into this see-through part that's in his chest. <laughs> Wow. It's pretty cool, man. That is cool. So how much would you say one of these would cost you? (laughs) Just fast. (laughs) Try to get done with it. No, um, actually, Mesquite Tour in a box will be $400. But see, that seems like he deserves more than like a laser light Skeletor. Yeah, I believe so. That's a cooler design. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, man. Let's move on down here to the Savage He-Man. Ooh, Savage He-Man. This is rare, rare, rare. It's so rare. On the rare scale. (laughs) Yeah. This is rare. This is is, uh, from a promotional mail-in offer from Wonder Bread. (laughs) Yes. This must Wonder been, Bread. Yeah, this must have been from like the start That's of this. That's crazy. From the start of this cartoon and comic in Wonder Bread, uh, you teamed up, you know, to do like a little thing I in mean, the back. What, that is great branding. Mm-hmm. That's great, like, combining of brands. Like, what do you think of when you think of He Man bread? Yep. So, really, man, you can only, I can only find one of these loose. Only only one with loose morals. How much would you say this just, would be? Just knocking around in the back of some old sedan or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a loose, savage He-Man. Well, of course he's loose. He can't tame him. He's savage. <laughs> he's on the loose. Uh, I'm going to guess that if he's savage, he's worth nothing to anybody. He's worth zero. You're right. 100% right. But go ahead and add $1,000 to that. No way. Loose, loose dirty. Loose, loose dirty like, He-Man. Like he's been sitting in some ki- like under some kid's mattress with the Playboy. Oops, he had this get here. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Wow. Thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a loose action figure. Trying to tell you, bro. Yeah, Eternia playset, largest playset ever produced by yeah. Mattel. Incomplete, in okay condition. In- incomplete. Incomplete. It's missing some of the pieces. Okay, but it's in, and it's also in okay condition. <laughs> I thought for a second it's like incomplete. They started building it and they couldn't finish. Like it was like one of those things that took so long to build that it was like the person who designed it died before yeah, they it's that finished big. it. Not all the pieces loose. Not in a box. Mm-hmm. This whole planet's not in a box. Got it. Well, it's all of Eternia. What's the real estate like over there? I mean, I don't know the going rate. Are there strip malls? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say in Eternia money, I mean, we're talking millions of Eternia dollars. <laughs> but the the rate, 
is not great. It's like, you know, I mean, we're doing pretty bad with the dollar, the USD, but Eternia hasn't really had much going since like 2002. Mm-hmm. So like millions of Eternia dollars probably is about 50 here. $50. Yeah. Well, according to this price, man, there are no pawn shops or gun stores there because you can get one of these for $530. Damn. Loose, incomplete, Still, you know scratches what? on it. Just Even with that, I would think it would be worth more just based on the fact that some of these toys are fucking $1,000. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's still ridiculous to be 500 and some odd many dollars. All right, buddy. Hit me. Castle Skull. Oh, dude. I, I swear this is still in my parents' garage somewhere. You need to go find it. You do. Let's go. Okay. Let's go, buddy. Well, you, you were always talking to my mom, you said. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm always so busy with other stuff. I yeah. can't really can't go up there. What, are you like getting food? Yeah. Like helping out? Yeah. Okay, well, let's... Uh-huh, I'm getting food for leave sure. Leave some of that for me. That's my job. Whoa, whoa, huh? All right, man. So Castle Grayskull. This is one of those weird ones where this asshole sells one part here <laughs> is it the same the box, guy in the box over there. Ridiculous. Yeah, so so give me a <laughs> give me a hit on the item loose and the box separate. All right, let's get... And I would just feel so crazy buying this box. I bet. It's going to be huge. <laughs> like, the thing came up to my knee. Seriously. Yeah. What if you tell someone like you tell your wife, you're like, yeah, honey, I just put down blank amount of money on a box for a toy that I'm not buying. (laughs) And it's for a toy, by the way. I'm 33. (laughs) My name's Will. Um, Okay, let me do the box first. Okay. Uh, Trying to recall the last time we had a box. Do you want to guess in yen? Please. 1000 yen. Is this answer for the loose item or the box? It's for the box. Well, I don't know what 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 the conversion is for that. Well, look it up. But I'll tell you this right now: you can get that box for one hundred fifty dollars. You came unprepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not ready for that answer. Yeah, I didn't, didn't have my yen on on point. I think a thousand yen is like a five cents. I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty low. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the box, the box will set you back about one hundred fifty. That's great. It's just cardboard. And let's go and double that up for the Gray Skull Castle. Really, three hundred. Holy so, shit, dude. Yeah. So, you know, someone's really like, you know, I there, there, there's a lot of loose gray skulls out there. <laughs> a lot of loose gray skulls. Just roaming the streets. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, man, I got this box. What you want? You know, gray Let's skull is such a cool name, I will say. It is. Castle gray skull. Why wouldn't you want that? Mm-hmm. Man, I, yeah, I should go see if I have it in the garage. All right. The He-Man sword. Which is something I owned. I owned yeah, yeah. This. You told me about that. You can get a broken one. You can get a BAF one for seventy four bucks. <laughs> you, BAF you, is broken as fuck. You love telling me about how I can get broken swords on this show, <laughs> dude. The main ones who I- breaks them. I never. I played the shit out of these things. I never broke a sword. <laughs> I break a lot of things. I don't break swords. That's just the way it goes, man. You know, that's pretty symbolic of like the fall of He Man. I guess maybe the fall of filmation. That's true. Like the sword broke. Even wasn't even in use. <laughs> he, but you heard it crack. There you go. I had the Skeletor staff, and if you bl- banged it against something, it would go, <laughs> like, we would, we or pressed a button, we would do it all the time, me and my buddies would use it to punctuate jokes, it's like, yeah man, your mom's a blah blah blah, <laughs> he was like a laugh track for us, you know, it was awesome, yeah, man, that's crazy, but yeah, this is, I think this is from the, um, from that, that era of yeah. E-Man, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh man, it brought yeah, back a dude. lot of memories, yeah. dude. I remember having that. I had. I wonder if I, I still do. I, I didn't have the chest piece, but I had the um, had the the sword, the shield. He doesn't need a shield or a chest piece for God's sake. He should be naked. <laughs> right? He's He-Man. That wraps up my uh, my toy corner. I'm loving it. I appreciate all the work you do. 
No doubt. And uh, it's a shame that we're going to have to let you go. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, it's overages. Mm. I'm going to vote yes to revisit Eternia someday. Don't think too hard on it. Yes. Okay. Excellent, excellent, excellent. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> of course you'll return. Tutor, my tutor. <laughs> Travis, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners here? And another place they can listen to your voice drip out of your mouth and onto a microphone. Oh, man, you can hear me screw up a lot of different words out there on a different podcast called Nature of the Beast. It's a true crime podcast with a twist. It's found on everywhere that podcasts are found. Stitcher, Google Play. Everywhere, iTunes, Podbean, all that. Come find us. Brandon, Catherine, we do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. The washer car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we do it all. <laughs> and I would like to implore all of you to reach out to us on our Facebook page, to reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is at dptooncast. And you can also email us at dptooncast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing, what you like, what you want to see, who you like more, Travis or me. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, well, we got to start it now. Oh, shit. Yeah, definitely include who you like the most <laughs> or dislike the least, whichever it happens to be. All right. But reach out to us, guys. Let us know. We'd love to know uh, what you'd like to hear more of and maybe suggest some cartoons because maybe it's something I don't have on my 150 cartoon spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, if that's even possible. All right, guys. Tutor my duder. Tutor my duder. And before we uh, go, I, Travis, I understand that you have a Skeletor joke for me that you got off of a He-Man Laffy Taffy that you just had to share. Yeah, I sure do, man. I can sure you, do. Can you tell it to me? Yeah. Why did Skeletor run up a tree? Why did Skeletor run up a tree? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why? Because a dog was after his bones. <laughs> 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 yes! <laughs>